Good morning. So, did we all have a good Canada Day? Um, I don't know about you, but I did. Oh, I know I did too. I was at the Lost Villages Museum with my mom and her beautiful gnome pots and stones. And it was just, it was so nice, Julia. It was, yeah. there was a constant flow of people. It, you felt like you were in a little village fair or something. It was so relaxing. Even my mom said she's so happy that she decided to, to take part. But she yeah. said it, she was like in a little village atmosphere cute. really really nice and she, at first she goes who's going to be interested in my gnome pots well we sold Everyone. over over half of it and then i had posted them on facebook and this morning i got another you know does she still have this one does she still have that one i want this one so it's like it was it was fun it was fun but i was so she was doing like um um rocks too eh yeah she was she sold <laughs> all the rocks all the rocks are gone and then i was asking for suggestions on what people might want to see and they want cat rocks dog rocks uh ladybugs butterflies there's all kinds of suggestions because the rocks seem to go really really well yeah. they were calling them pet rocks so they bought them but i am curious where was this ghost village that you went to oh my goodness so um i went to um this place it's called new found out Actually, there's two places. There's mm -hmm. one called Balaclava, okay. which is uh, about two and a half hours away. And then the New Found Out is about um, 15 minutes further than Balaclava, I guess. Oh. Anyway, so we got to, because I was researching online where there were ghost towns, because we wanted yeah. to go in, in, uh, in an adventure somewhere. And uh, so I saw Balaclava, and so we drove down there. But, like, I mean, we didn't find anything. There was one abandoned building. It was not that interesting. Like, mm -hmm. it was not what I kind of, or we anticipated. And so uh, we proceeded to go to the other place. And then that thing was, like, in the boonies. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. we, we've, we took a main road. Then we veered off the main road. And then we went into this little dirt road for miles and miles and miles until we finally got to some um runes like there were some villages that uh, there was a village that had been there like there was some you know houses and yeah. runes of houses and uh, old cars and anyways it was really uh really interesting but then we're continuing and we're going and going and then we we came to a fort and in that fork, I don't know if you saw the picture, it was so eerie. There was like the sign for the street. And then there was like a big old like dead tree trunk that looked like a freaking horns. Okay. And and there was a doll on a rock. Like an oh, abandoned God. old. Anyways, it was creepy. Really creepy. But uh, so, of course, my boys had to get out and go touch the doll. My my other child is in the in the car saying, can we go back now? Can we go back now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I took some pictures. It was really interesting. It was fun. It's, but is there you know, things, is there, is it like there's things to read or, or is oh, it no, just no, 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 no. It's completely abandoned. Like there's nothing oh. there. It's just like it's abandoned structures. Like, okay. So it's, it's really, it's got a Blair Witch Project kind of feel to it. If you've oh, seen the Blair Witch yeah. Project. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, it was fun. It was uh, it was far, but it was fun. And then we ended up in uh, Perth for dinner, mm -hmm. and I had never seen Perth. And 
I thought Perth was like a big city. No, like, no, no. It's a tiny little thing. <laughs> yeah. But oh, so pretty. It was so nice. Like it was really bussing. Like at six at night on Saturday, it was like there was full people everywhere, like little art galleries here and chocolate factory there and not really like nice. not like six o'clock downtown Cornwall <laughs> on a weekend where it's um, like nobody. <laughs> Well, it, it yeah, it is what it is. But it's so pretty. It reminded me like there's a, a canal there and there was like mm -hmm. terraces right on the canal with little umbrellas. It reminded me of like the river walk in San Antonio. It's so pretty. Anyways, well, you've got a lot of little places like Merrickville and all those little places. Smith like Falls. We, Smith we drove Falls, through Smith yeah. Falls on the way back and, and it, that's kind of pretty too. So anyways, I'm going to kidnap my husband and go for a, a day or two at some point. <laughs> no, that'll be nice. My mom and dad, uh, when they lived in Greenbush, they did three market gardens and one of them was Smith Falls. There was Smith Falls, Brockville. Oh my god! And I'm trying to think. It could have even been Perth where they did the other one. There was three of them anyway, in little places. Oh, Prescott. Sorry, Prescott, Smith Falls, and and Brockville. But Smith Falls again. I went with them once, and it was really, really pretty. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, if you know of any ghost towns in Ontario, mm. please uh, let me know. I want to go. Did you get to see the last dual part? No, I did not. I read I read about it after I came back home, but when I go back, I want to go and check it out. So this Perth is the um the place where the last duel happened in Canada. Oh. So there's a park that says it's called the last duel park and uh being into hamilton like my kids were really into hamilton and everything and there's duels in there right yeah, so yeah. um everybody challenged everyone to a duel for whatever reason so the discussions we're having this morning <laughs> i would probably challenge uh steven or louise who was going to come and talk to a duel for their difference of opinion or whatever yeah but, this um, morning it's going to be interesting that's it for is sure it is going to be interesting. Hopefully we get people to interact and come yeah. and chat with us. It's going to be respectful. We're not going to judge anyone. It's just, you know, everybody telling us how they feel about the decision. We're going to be talking about the decision in the States to overturn, overturn Roe v. Wade, um, which is the, um, the case that actually paved the way for the federal uh, government in the States to um, give abortion rights like making it federal that you had the right to abortion mm -hmm. so what happened is that the supreme court uh overturned this decision last week and now it's up to the states themselves to decide if abortion is going to be legal or not uh you don't have a you're not protected federally uh your right to an abortion is not protected federally anymore. So the state can do whatever they want. Uh, so the states that are Southern, like Texas, for example, is going to be probably um, deciding that women cannot no abortion. have abortions. And, and yeah. I mean, in Texas, it is like that right now, I, I believe. Um, but anyways, I'm going to bring in our guests and hopefully mm -hmm. uh, we can have a nice discussion about this. Uh, we have a man and a woman, so we can get a few perspectives. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's Stephen and Louise. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Thanks Good morning. How are you doing today? I'll let the lady go first. <laughs> I'm fine. Great. Lovely day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lovely day for a discussion. <laughs> Every day is a good day. For a discussion. 
another day to fight. <laughs> um, so uh, Louise actually penned uh, the editorial that was published last week uh, in The Seeker. And it's funny because I was, uh, I was surprised that it didn't generate more traffic and more discussion than it did because of the subject it is. Mm -hmm. But it speaks in itself. That speaks volumes in itself because it shows how people are um, kind of leery when it comes to that topic um, to offer their opinion. Yeah. Either way. So, so, I, so are we going to get like a little summary of exactly what this is? Well, I think I summarized it pretty well when, uh, I don't know, Louise, do you have anything to add to that? Like, what is this thing? I'm not even sure I understand the question, my least. I well, mean... basically, like, I, I was talking to a, quite a few people this weekend to say that we were having a discussion on, on Roe v. Wade, and they were going, well, I'm not really sure what that even is. That's kind of what I was getting back. Like, roughly, I know, but I'm not really sure. Well, essentially, it's... You know, it's something that guarantees women, uh, my understanding is it guarantees women the right to abortion without being uh, penalized for it criminally mm -hmm. um, by giving her the right to privacy. So her decision is hers, it's, it's private. And uh, overturning that uh, at a federal level means now that uh, the states get to decide whether this is now criminal or not. Yeah, so mm -hmm. basically um, some states will ban abortions, so you, mm -hmm. you cannot have access to abortions. Under some any states, circumstances. What was that? Under any circumstances. Under yeah. any cir circumstances. So that means if a woman is raped and gets pregnant, as a result of that rape, she has to have the baby. And then it gets to be her burden to mm -hmm. A, carry that child for nine months and B, raise that child if she decides to keep it or, you know, get the hassle of giving it away for adoption or um, whatever it is that, that she wants mm -hmm. to do. But so if, you're, it, if it becomes if you're, her burden. Yeah, but if your state bans it, can you go to another state to get one? Yeah, but yes most, no. of the people that, most of the women that are getting pregnant in the states are in the poorer section. There is, there, there is people of all categories, but this is going to really, really hurt the underprivileged people, underprivileged women in the states. They're the ones that are really going to get hammered with it. And, you know, if they get raped or have bad luck, you know, just to get, get pregnant, they can't. They can't get rid of the child. And uh, I don't think anybody has the right to tell any woman what to do with her body. That's my my opinion. Like, I'm sorry, they, the day that they, they announced that they were bringing, uh, bringing down Roe versus Wade, they turned around, they 12 states within an hour signed a documentary document stating it was illegal to have an abortion, period. And, 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 and illegal, which means you can get jailed 
for having an abortion. So even if it's illegal in your state and you're going to another state, like, could they still prosecute you? Yeah. Right? Oh, my goodness. Because you're going so, against state law. So like Stephen says, A, those women who are like in, in poorer conditions might not even be able, it might not even be an option for them to go to another state because there's cost, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, with that. And um, so they might not even be do, doing that. And then if they do and the state gets to know, then, you know, they can be charged anyways and go to jail. Meanwhile, the rapist is going around <laughs> walking free, you know? Yeah. Louise well, had her finger up. I, I just wanted to add that in some uh, states, what they're doing, um, I don't know at what level, I don't know if, who's doing this, but in some states there are bounties uh, so that women who are pregnant and uh, going for an abortion, there, are, there's, you know, uh, you know, you are paid to rat on that woman, and you, you know, is there significant uh, money? Bounty hunters, like it's, yeah, it's well, like something money. like ten thousand bucks is where I, what I read somewhere. I thought that Holy. was like, oh, unbelievable. Welcome to the United States of America. Uh, and um, what, what, I, what scares me with this is, okay, they, they brought this down, but. There's so many other ramifications that's going to come of it. And they, one of the justices said that they just opened up a plethora of things that they could overturn. Gay marriage, for one. you know, yeah. uh, And they, they legalized homosexuality back in the early 70s, I believe. And they could actually turn that back to make it illegal to be a homosexual again in the United States. So, you know, there, there's a whole box of, of goodies that they got to play with now. Mm -hmm. uh, is very scary and i just hope it doesn't spread north because uh you know we we, we have a good good system here but it's not a, a foolproof foolproof system and what scares me is they last week they were talking to i think it was the prime minister and one of the one of the other liberals and they said they will not even revisit the the abortion question and one from the conservatives said well it's still on the table so yeah. that really, really scares me. Is like, depending on what government we get, women here could be put in the same position as the Americans. And I'm Canadian. I'm not American. I want our women to be protected as much as possible. You yeah. fought for it, right. You fought for it. So you got to all fight back. Keep fighting. We did. It's funny because I saw a meme last week and it said, it's funny how time zones work. In, in Australia, we're 12 hours ahead. In Europe, we're five hours ahead. In the United States, it's now 1928, you know? And it, it, is, it is pretty true because yeah. this is how I felt when I, I read the decision is that we just went back 50 years. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, with, with this uh, sort of over, overturning of Roe v. Wade, one of the things that some of the states are doing is they're also uh, pulling back uh, on birth control and on sex education, which leaves people, you know, uh, some women, they don't know what's going on and they have no way to protect themselves at all. Yeah. And you know what really angers me is that it's always wrapped with a nice little bow. 
-hmm. you know, like they're giving us a gift, right? Um, for example, in Texas, uh, just last week, there was this um, don't say gay um, bill. I don't know if you've seen this, but no. just on Friday, there's a bill that passed in, the, in Texas and it's been deemed the don't say gay bill. So in schools right now, they are not to say the word gay, uh, gender, um, identity, or um, transgender, or anything that refers to LGBTQ, they cannot say in class anymore. And of course, they wrapped it in a nice little way saying that they're giving parents the right back, they're giving parents back the right to their child's sexual education. So uh, yeah, don't say gay bill, look it up. Oh, they're, they're talking about stopping, uh, like just Louise just alluded to, the uh, birth control for women also, making it, it, they're talking about making that illegal. Are they going to yeah. make vasectomies illegal? The what, sorry? Vasectomies. Oh, of course not. I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, my wife and I had the discussion last week about it, and it was like, it's easier for a man to have it because it could be reversed easier than a woman having tubulation or whatever. And mm -hmm. there, there's, there's things that go on. And I'm, I'm only talking from what I got in my own head here. Not every woman could be on the pill. No, you know, so they got to go different ways. So what are we going to do? Gonna just let them die. Well, it, it, it goes back to, um, you know, the, the concept of church and state, like church and state is supposed to be distinct. It's supposed to be separate. It's not supposed to have to do with one another. And and the matters of the states, or, or, or rather the matters of the church are not supposed to interfere with the matters of the states. Well, when you got like the ban to um, contraception and, and abortion and all that, it is rooted in religious beliefs, right? Like, I mean, so one of the arguments that they're making is that it's repeatedly used as an uh, as a contraception method. So okay, why not tackling that problem instead and and you know just limit the amount of abortions you can have in any given year or something or you know because if you if you take the religious argument, you can go as far back as saying okay, well um I'm sorry, but if you're um, doing anything to prevent family, then uh, that's 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 just as bad as an abortion. Mm -hmm. You're preventing life. So, yes, Louise. I just want to jump in and say, when we talk about religious, we're talking mostly uh, Christian, yeah. and it's especially uh, um, pushed by evangelicals, uh, Christian nationalism, Christian dominionism. Not all faiths. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. It's it's far yeah. right Christian. Um, you know, if you groups. were Jewish, it is the woman first, then the baby. The baby. Okay. Right. It's a different, totally different mentality. So this is certain areas, you know, because you can have uh, uh, religious, even uh, Christian, that uh, don't want to get involved with this. They don't agree with this. I, I mean, I know people that are. Uh, um you know uh involved in in religion they don't they don't want to know about this and they don't agree with this and it's not it hasn't always been part of 
religious belief. Yeah, and and even if it was religious belief, doesn't didn't God give us free will? Like, isn't it between me and God, my decision to get an abortion? Like, why are these guys coming in and stepping in and preventing me from having my free will? Because they want to take everything back they give you. <laughs> but why are they giving it to you in the first place? Why? Why do? Why? Because you fought for it. You fought for it, and I'm going to say it. And on a man's side, men don't like to be defeated by women, and you defeated us. And now you got a bunch oh. of there. You got a okay. bunch of. Okay. All right, Stephen. Exactly. exactly. Not I, I'm not one of them. I agree with everything. Everything women got, they deserved, and. To, to start rolling it all back now, it's it's just wrong. You know, it, you, yeah, you, yeah. we've come so far from uh, like the beginning of the 20th century there when the women got the right to vote. And, you know, you kept fighting for different, different, different stuff all the way through. And what's maddening for most men, and I'm only talking to myself here, that we didn't fight for anything. We just assumed we're, we, were, we had it. Okay. And now, you know, we look at the women, you got everything that you need. And just here in Cornwall, Cornwall for example, uh, and I'm going to go for, for my men's group, we, women have all kinds of places they can go for help because you went out and got those places. In Cornwall, we have one place for men's support. And that's the one we started three and a half years ago. Up to that point, there was nothing. But there's people starting to work now, and it's bothering it bothers men that we that you got more than we do, but you deserve it. And I know I'm going to get my knuckles wrapped for that one, but I really don't give a damn. But face it, I mean, if we have more, I think women are are generally a bit more social, and they rely on each other more. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know, they they organize. And I think they also organize through children and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But, uh, but let's face it, you know, I mean, they're doing the work, and I and I think that if men, I think men have to get involved with each other, and they have to support each other as well. Well, and, and that's the thing, men yeah. are used to having everything automatically. It's like it's a man's world, so men have things. So now that they have to fight and go get things. <laughs> <laughs> that's not normal. Um, I, I don't believe it's a man's world anymore. Oh, I, I believe it's... And, and that's just me again. I don't believe it's a man's world anymore. I believe it's more split than it's ever been. It is more split than it ever but is. Not just a man's it world never anymore. was, but I think it's still a man's world. Well, I don't know if it's a man's world anymore, but we still hold to some of the beliefs that were perpetuated under more of a patriarchal system. Let's put it that way. I have a little blurb. I'm going to read it to you. It's one of the memes that I saw, and I thought it was really good because it's so it's important to, you know, contextualize what we're thinking. So this is the meme. It says the target is not Christians. It's Christian nationalism. The target is not men, it's patriarchy. The target is not white people, it's white supremacy. The target is not heterosexuals, it's homophobia. You know, don't take it personal, join the work and dismantle oppressive systems. So, you know. Very well said. 
I thought I loved it. I thought it was great. I printed it, but but uh, you know, I don't think it's uh, in a man's world on a man's world. I don't know that that's really the issue. I think that the issue is more that we have uh, you know a history of misogyny that we don't question anymore. We also have, and and that includes uh, not making uh men as responsible as women and that that's uh that's it, it's just like it's there uh these are the two things for me that i just like i don't i don't get you know it takes two to to uh you know conceive yeah. like you just cannot uh, yeah i mean as far as we know so I'm going to play the devil's advocate here then, Louise, because you're saying the 50-50 responsibility in, in, in conception and, um, you know, raising a child. You, it, it should be a 50-50 job. Um, therefore, does the woman really have autonomy over her body when that thing that's growing in her is 50% somebody else's? I find that a really interesting question because occasionally there are men who will challenge and who will turn around and say, you know, you want an abortion, but I want that child. I don't know. I, I think, again, that that's something that uh, really needs to be debated and debated in a court, you know, based on, on the individual. Yeah, but because if we're 50-50, then why is the woman's right more predominant over the, the man's right but if a man wants that child and the woman doesn't and the court says well sorry he gets the child then he has to be able to compensate her somehow uh you know for, for the loss of a beautiful body <laughs> all of it, you know uh and and uh, he has to obviously be able to take care of the child and, yeah. and you know yeah what do you think steven uh <laughs> I'm conflicted with that one because it okay if it's a mutual thing if it's a boyfriend girlfriend and something happens yes I, I believe uh, and I think the majority of men will want to take care of a child but there is also all those other deadbeats that you know dip their wick and run away and that's the end of it mm -hmm. and you know so the woman is stuck with the child with, and he could contest it anytime he wants say no I don't want her to have the abortion. And like you just said, he'd win because yep. I had to take care of it. But nine months later, the baby pops out. And where is he? You know, with some other girl in another town mm -hmm. and doesn't give a damn. So yeah. I, the whole onus, and again, I, I think it should be on the woman, up to the woman, not on the woman, up to the woman to say, I want this child or I don't want this child. And because the man is not always going to be there. And I, you know, I'm going to say there'd be less than 40% of the men that will actually stick around. The, the other ones be gone with, you know, find somebody else to do it with. And here we go. So let's start over. And I, I've known a few people in, in my, my circle that are in that predicament where, you know, they've had kids and where's the father? Nowhere to be seen. He's someplace else doing it with someone else and doesn't give a damn about these kids. So mm -hmm. if, if the, the father is going to protest that he wants her to have a baby, then he has to be held by the court, completely responsible for that child. Yeah. Yeah. For, you know, you want it, you got to take care of it. And if you don't take care of it, we're going to take care of you in jail or seize your pay. 
Exactly. The responsibility is, if he wants the responsibility, he's got to accept the responsibility. Yeah. I completely agree with you, and that's what I mean. It, it, if he really wants to do it, he has to, he's, then you're stepping up, you're doing it, or else. Yeah, exactly. So, that brings in, Go ahead. Sorry, Julia. Sorry. That brings another question, then. So, in the States, when the woman gets an abortion now, she might be jailed for her choice to get that abortion if the guy that she's seeing pushes for that abortion is he responsible will he end up in jail should he end up in jail mm -hmm. well he's culpable as well yeah but at, at, as it is right now only the woman is going to end up in jail yeah so but how fair is that jail, really how many women are going to go to jail? I'm not trying to do... Oh, I'm telling you, in Texas, where it's the wild, wild west, I freaking guarantee you they're going to throw women in jail. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It, it is a different world out there. They will either put them in jail or they will uh, menace, you know, they will threaten them so much that these women will have children that they don't want. And, yeah. And, and the thing that they're overlooking in it, too, is... If, if the child is a, a child from rape and the woman has to keep this child and, you know, going forward, the child starts looking like, like I do. I look Can like you my imagine? Mom. Oh. So if my mother at the time, okay, she wasn't a rape victim, but, you know, my father did leave. But every time she looked at me, she could see him. And my ex-wife, every time she looks at my son, sees me. <clears throat> so, you know, she's growing up. So the woman would have to relive this over and over yeah. and over again. It's just not fair. It's not it even, it even. It's further than that. Even if he doesn't look like him, it is a constant reminder of that trauma that she underwent. So, like, uh, I, I, I'm assuming that she would love him somehow, but she would also hate him somehow. You know, it would be a a constant struggle. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if if the woman could really love a child that was brought born out of pain. Yeah, well, I, I, I can um, attest to that. It took me, like, I had, uh, in my first relationship, I had a difficult pregnancy, the first pregnancy I had, and the father was not always too kind, and, and I resented my child at first. Like, it took me a, quite a few months, and that was nothing like a rape or anything like that, you know? So I can only imagine how um, how difficult that would be to, to I, raise... I, I, I think, though, that we're talking about, you know, sort of extremes and sometimes focusing on extremes, uh, again, uh, takes away the, 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 a little bit of the, the validity of the entire thing. If a woman gets pregnant uh, uh, and she doesn't, you know, she's not ready to raise a child, uh, barring that, that, you know, the man steps in and wants a child, she should have. Uh, irrespective of why she should have the right, you know, to medical or surgical uh, termination, period. Because what happens is that, is that we start to, I mean, I think it's important to debate this stuff. I really do. Uh, because I, I also think it's important to legislate. Okay. Uh, but we, we still have to keep in mind that the, the, the big thing is that we have to, uh, you know, allow allow the uh for women to have access you know to terminate so um we were 
we're back to religion. So in other words, you feel like regardless of the reason, um, whether she's using it for um, contraception method or not, because she doesn't believe that it's a baby. She doesn't believe that it's nothing at that point. It's just a cell with another cell, you know, and there, therefore that's not her belief that it's a life. So she should have access to safely terminate that pregnancy, even if she does it every six months. I do, but I'm going to tell you, I, you know, because I, I, uh, I'm old enough to have been there when all of this stuff was going on in the '70s. I saw, you know, I've, I've, I didn't have an abortion. Wasn't my, my, it didn't happen to me. But I have tons of friends that did, and most of them found it really difficult. It was difficult. It was not. Uh, uh, it was. It wasn't something that the, the vast majority. It's not something that you're proud of. It's, well, I don't even know. What it's, it's just that it's you know it's it's scary. You don't know uh, you know how it's going to go. Uh, but I think that you know most women are sort of they're aware that they're pregnant, and uh, I don't think it's easy. I I really don't. So uh, I, I hope it's not easy. No, I it's really, not. I really hope it's not easy because if it becomes too easy, it's you know. And I, and I hope that and that most of the women that uh, have gotten pregnant through an accident or whatever and had the abortion did take the time to really contemplate what they were doing. I don't mm -hmm. think there's, and I, I don't know because I have never been in that position, I don't think there's a, a ton of women that said, oh, I'm pregnant, I'm, I'm aborting right now, and not even thinking about it. I think they've all sat back and thought about it. And I don't think it's a... It's a a thing that anybody could take lightly, whether it's the man or the woman, because it one way or the other, it's a life. And as soon as you know, like the woman says, I'm pregnant, I'm late, it's a life. In my that's me. In my mind, it's it's a life. So then if you want to do abort, I think it should be a discussion between the two people. And you know, and, and I don't think anybody would take it lightly. But then again, if it's a, a rape or whatever, and the woman says, I'm getting rid of this because I don't want to live with it. She should have that right to say it's gone. So it's like what you were saying before, Louise, that, um, uh, okay, I lost my train of thought. My phone's ringing. It just threw me off. <laughs> oh, I just God. think that it's, you know, I think that it needs to be legal, you know, enshrined in, in a legal system. You have the right. From there... I, I think you need sex education, yeah, mm -hmm. so that you un, so that you know what contraception is available. You know how to use it properly. Uh, I also think that you need, uh, you know, access to um, pregnancy tests right the early because you can tell very very quickly when you're pregnant. And I think that that also, to me, the, the sooner you you uh, abort if you need to the better off it is for for you know for yourself uh and the potential life in you you know but so yeah it, it's it's a, it's always about like you were saying about extremes before where um you know the rape is not going to be your typical situation right no. and so your um serial 
abortion person is not going to be your typical either. Like that's that's I'm I'm sure like we keep hearing that. You know, oh, they're using abortion as a method of contraception, but I think that's very minimal. Like, mm -hmm. and um, most of us do think of it like maybe not as a life because you know when it's uh, just you know been conceived, it's not. It's it's a potential life. Let's say I would put it like it's a potential life. So I think most of us have the um, wisdom to think about it really think about it and analyze you know the consequences before taking that kind of step like we're not you know women are not stupid you know they can sit down and you know if 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 you're seeing that there is no future for this child like there is no no way that you can give him a good life him or her a good life and I don't know. To me, it's just, uh, I don't, I'm gonna say, it all depends where you see life starting to, I guess. It also kills me that all of this comes from uh, groups that really don't care. I mean, they say, oh, well, the sanctity of life. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they don't provide maternal care. They don't provide maternal leave. You know, no health care. You know, these are the same people that are, uh, can be, not, not always, but can be white supremacists. Uh, this exists in places where we see kids locked up in, in cages. No, sorry. And, and, and death penalty. Like, these are the same groups advocating for the death penalty. Like, if a life is so freaking precious, man. Like a life is a life. It doesn't matter what they did. They they don't deserve to die for it. You know that's that should be their argument. Mm -hmm. It's there's a lot of hypocrisy there. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and all that to say, I don't believe that anybody has the right to tell any woman what to do with her body. And I don't care if it's the government, the church. Uh, one man or standing on the corner telling you, you can't have a baby. I don't know you, but you can't have, you know, you can't have the abortion rather. So I don't believe it's anybody's right to tell like the three of you on the screen with me. I, I don't have the right to tell you what to do. It's you. You're the one that's going to be carrying. You're the one that's going to be nurturing. You're the one that's going to be taking care of that child. So where am I to tell you, sorry, you can't have the abortion. You have the right. You you have the right to do what you want with your body. You're, are you going to come up to me and tell me, okay, we don't want to get pregnant, so you got to run out and get a vasectomy tomorrow. Uh, you're not going to tell yeah. me what to do with my body. You know, it's a, you can't tell me what to do with mine, so I can't tell you what to do with yours. But how do we, you know, I feel that we, again, we keep coming up, we keep, this is issue has been debated in my lifetime for, for you know, Ever. for my lifetime type of thing. And, you know, 50 years, I've, I've listened to this for more than 50 years. How do we change the thinking on this? And how do we make, get it across in, generally in society that it takes two, two to conceive? Therefore, both are responsible. How do we do that? And how do we attack 
you know, the underlying sort of misogyny. You know, in this article, you know, I was writing, you know, I'm not trying to sort of insult anybody for any religious beliefs, but I do think that, you know, certainly in the, in, in, uh, the, in Christianity, uh, the way things are taught, we have a tendency to, um, you know, show women as being the temptress, the, the giver of original sin, uh, or, or if she is not a virgin, that she is uh, not pure, that she's not uh, as good at. So how do we dismantle, you know, bring our thinking forwards and dismantle this type of thing? <laughs> Abolish religion? Huh? Abolish religion? <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, I know. And that's not necessarily necessary, you know, but we certainly need to kind of look, we need to discuss it. We need to, go, you know, it needs to be talked about. Do you really think that because we teach, uh, you know, that the Virgin Mary was a virgin when, when she gave birth, uh, that that's so, and, sh and she is praised for it, that that somehow means that if you have sex, you know, it's ixnay, you're, you're not so good, <laughs> you know, or, hey, I gave somebody, an, I gave Adam an apple while he was checking out fig leaves, uh, you know, uh, and therefore, mother of a virgin, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different can of worms. I know, but, but it's an important can of worms. Well, yes, it is. It's I, I think what we have to do is, is get men and women in the same room and actually talk about it. Whereas yeah. having women in one room and men in another room, we're always going to come up with a different attitude and a different, well, you know, they don't understand this, they don't understand that. And it's all the thing we don't understand. Uh, okay. Like, And also when you were talking, the one thing that came is like, okay, we say, Men and women are equal. You're not equal. You're not equal yet. No. And that's where it has to come. And we men have to sit back and say, "Yes, she is my equal." Or are um, equal? I would debate equity rather than equality. We're well, we're not equals. We're built different. We're 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 yeah. different species. Okay. You know, but we can have the same rights and the same respect. While keeping our distinctions, you know. But you yeah. see, equity to me is a big word. <laughs> it is. I think the thing is, though, is that is that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. even if you're not, we don't have all the same functions. We don't we don't have all the same things that we do as well as the next one. But we should have the same rights. And you know, as you said, Stephen, we're not quite equal the thing is why not i mean you know I, I it amazes me when i see that uh men who put down women but but or whether it's, it's not even conscious but they forget that hang on you have a mother sisters cousins maybe a girlfriend or a wife but that goes both ways. That goes both ways. You'll hear women putting down men as no good for this, no good for that. So in, yep. in some ways, we are not equal to you. 
And so I think we have to get the equilibrium going that we end up equal to each other or, and you know, that we, we do become, uh, that we all have the exact same rights, no matter what it is, mm -hmm. you know, that, but until that day comes, we're always going to have these debates of what the woman's going to do or what the man's going to do. And mm -hmm. I, if we're going to like go back to this here and you're going to have, uh, you, you want to teach sex education? Well, you're gonna to have to teach guys that they can have vasectomies too. And but whereas you know, you, you say to any guy, I want you to go and have a vasectomy. You're gonna be crazy. Nothing's happening to these puppies. They're gonna stay where they are. And whereas you know, well, here you go and have a tubulation. You know, it's like go go for it. Yeah, it's it's her. It's not me. And I know when with my first wife, when the time came. I asked, you want me to have it done or you? I could have it done, be off work one day. And and she opted for herself. I said, okay, fine. So I, I dodged a bullet, but it's uh, but I was, I, wanna, willing, I was willing to take the bullet. But we have I to get think, on, on board with women. I want to go back to what Louise said about responsibility. So that's a biggie and that's a tricky one because it's kind of hard to put responsibility. So just case in point, I'm going to say somebody in my life got pregnant and um, said that the child was the other person's child. So they went through the pregnancy and they got the child and everything, you know, got attached to the child. And, and turns out it was not his child. It was her child, but not his child. So how do you guarantee responsibility? It's hard to say, okay, it's, it's, no, there would be. I don't agree with you. I think it's easy. We have phenomenal paternity tests. They're completely. For a cost. Huh? The people who have no money cannot afford that paternity Yes, like it's, well, it's expensive. It you may not be able to afford it, but if you can't afford the paternity test, then you can't afford to take care of that kid. Okay. <laughs> okay, but reality is that there's a ton of people who can't afford kids that have kids. Mm -hmm. So you know, one way would be to, you know, include that in in healthcare in in our covered healthcare. However, our governments are taking away tests the cost of tests from what's covered daily, you know? So, um, but yeah, I think it would be important to be able for a father to be able to confirm the paternity or well, getting it's all for, in. It's, it's for both. I mean, if there's, a, if there's a, if there's a question of the paternity, okay. If the, if, if the, if the woman says it's X is the father, and he says, no, it's not me. Well, okay. It's a very simple way to find out. Get a paternity test. And I think that that's, you know, either that or he accepts, okay, I'm the father. I have half the responsibility. Yeah. I, I don't, I just don't see the, I, I don't see a, a, a valid way out of that one. I mean, you know, unless, you know, like I, I was, when I was writing, I was trying to think about, well, uh, you know, what might make a difference. And what might make a difference is, for example, if a woman turns around and says to a guy, yeah, yeah, I'm on the pill, uh, 
and I'm fine and you don't have to worry about it. And she deliberately gets pregnant. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's a different story. If she's trying to trap, because that, that happens. There are that, should, that should be illegal. Absolutely, it should. Criminal, even. Yeah. Hard okay. Hard so, last topic before we leave, because believe it or not, it's already 1048. Um, I'd like to tackle what does this mean for the world at large? Like, what kind of message is it sending? What does it mean for Canada? <laughs> well, I, I said right at the beginning, right at the very beginning, I hope that we stay on the right course. Yeah. That we, our government doesn't waver, no matter what government takes over at the next election, because, uh, there's always a chance of a changeover, but and if either one of the governments that take over start talking about taking away the right to abortion here in Canada, I think people, women, men, everybody that can vote would have to start getting up in arms because you, mm -hmm. we cannot, we cannot start going back. We, you, you girls fought for it. Everybody fought for it as well. We have to keep it there. And it's not only the, the abortion laws. They start changing laws that's been instilled in our laws over decades. We, you know, unless it's a stupid law like you, you know, you can't smoke on the corner of the street after ten o'clock at night. Well, that's different. But if it has to do with somebody's life, no, you you have to leave the laws in unless you got a very very valid reason and non-religious and non-partisan. Do we know um, when the abortions right in Canada? took place was it before roe v, v wade or were we like trendsetters i don't remember i'm trying to find it um, I, but 1969 i i think that uh we have the same groups in canada that they have in the u.s oh, yes. i think that we can't be we can't be um uh uh asleep at the wheel on this one I, I, because it's going to keep coming up and if if it if it becomes endangered uh it legitimizes okay it legitimizes this way of thinking and this way of thinking is tied to other repressive ways of thinking right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and like you yep. said since 1969 it's been legal in canada so we cannot go backwards and like you just said we we have to watch because the american politics is sneaking in here and uh, you know, it, I'm gonna go back to one prime minister that I can't stand. It was like Stephen Harper, and he's the one that started to set the pace for becoming Americanized in our, our political system. And you know, I don't want to go back to that basis. And I think no matter what goes on going future, we have to fight to keep the rights for women, women's rights, and men's rights. Not you know, and and try and make everybody more equal not less equal. You have the mm -hmm. right to do what you want. You have the rights for your choice. You're, and it's called free choice. And that's what we have here in Canada. It's a free choice. So have your choice. What I really see, what I really want to see is I want to see th that we discuss. I think that we have too much uh, stuff in society that, you know, everybody's talking at each other, but we're not talking to each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that in all kinds of ways, you know, at that point in, in our um, evolution as human beings, 
and and as a species we really need to get clear about the things that we you know feel are important in our lives we need strong men and strong women in, in the same room yeah yeah fighting for the same things yeah you know, and, and making sure that we get everything that we need as canadians going forward that we need it it's, it's not only for women it's for men also and yeah if they change this law, if this law was ever repealed, then it opens up to the gay marriage. And, you know, you're not being able to walk, you know, be homosexual or whatever. And then it would just devastate the LGBT groups. So we can't allow that to happen. Everybody, mm -hmm. not only women, everybody has fought too hard to get where we are in this day and age. And okay, I'm getting long in the tooth, but I don't want to be looking back 10 years from now from a rock or someplace saying we should have done something. Now's the time to, to act. Now's the time to make sure that everybody keeps the rights that they have. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, over the last, uh, I would say, six years, we've been seeing stuff happening in the States and we've been sitting back and we've been like incredulous thinking, oh, that would never happen. That will never happen. This will never happen. And they happen these things happened and we're kind of like sitting there shaking our heads and saying how did that happen well you know it happened because you watched it happen and you didn't take a stand and you didn't do anything so i think it's extremely important that we really um fight for uh this to 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 remain in place and and not do like it did in the states well well just go back to the truckers protest in ottawa how many people just sat back and say, well, it's them, it's not us. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I look at it, I, I get furious. One of the things that, you know, I'm from the age when we got our, our flag and I'm very proud of our flag. Yeah. I was driving up to Ottawa and I seen the swastika on our flag and I'm sorry. I agreed with a lot of the stuff that they were protesting, but one thing you do not do is touch my flag. It's my flag. And don't f with it. Yeah. And I I hate what the flag became. Like yeah. even even without the swastika, there was the stain of the swastika or the remnant of this in the background. And the Canadian flag became a symbol of, you know, everything I don't like. You know, so I kind of I saw a Canadian flag and I'm like, I didn't even know what it stood for anymore. So how, how oppressed are we here? Come on. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> Exactly. So, like, don't don't tell me you're oppressed. We have more rights here than any other country in the world. So, yeah. But we have to keep those rights. And going back to what we're saying, we have to fight to keep our rights, keep Absolutely. our freedom, and keep our rights, and keep our independence and uh, our independent thinking from other nations. Yeah. You know, whether they're south of us or, or around the, the world from us, we have to keep our independent thinking. That's mm -hmm. what today is different. Well, I'm going to bid you a very, very big thank you for uh, being on with us today. I wish people would have come and chat a little more, but this is the way it is. Usually on the Monday morning, uh, people are very quiet and then they listen to the show later. So we'll see some comments there. But I want to thank you both for coming on and discussing this very, very touchy issue with us and having the courage to come and speak up. And um, I'll wish you a, a, a great day. Thank you very much for having Thanks me. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
oh, well, that was interesting, but you were very quiet, my dear. Because you know what? All, all I was getting was feedback. So I'm oh. hoping it's okay because I could hear echoes and all kinds of stuff. And I was worried if I talked, it would make it worse. So, hmm. I mean, I didn't have much to say already, but uh, <laughs> you guys were saying it all, but I was getting a lot of feedback. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to look into that. Anyways, yeah. um, I want to say uh, thank you for watching today. I hope you guys have a terrific day. Oh, happy 4th of July to our American oh, friends. Yes. Yes. Yep. And happy if, Independence Day. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, this it's Pride Week too, so um, there's a lot of uh, interesting events going on. And, of course, on the 9th, on Saturday, there's the big Pride Festival at Lamoureux Park too. So. Yes head yes. on down there but we'll uh, there. yeah i was surprised that we didn't have more comment like comments and people saying oh well i hope some but i hope people come in and, and chat with us uh, or leave comments um onto uh, the post after it's up and and replay so. exactly but next weekend we're gonna have an interesting guest too we're gonna have a psychic medium come on with us yeah so i'm really excited about that that'll be fun it all right be. guys well you have yourself a great week and a super duper day bye for now bye